This is CounselCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hi, I'm Haley Davis from Ladies Who Law School podcast, and I am a current law student, and I am hoping to do employment law in the future. My name is Samantha. I am the co-host for Ladies Who Law School podcast, and I am also a 3L, and I am interested in general civil litigation. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. This is going to be a great episode. I know we are going to cover stuff that we have not talked about on the podcast before because not only are you three L's, but you have really taken this idea of creating a community, getting out there, talking to other law students. And I feel like you really have your finger on the pulse of what's happening right now with people who are kind of in a similar, you know, life position, whether, you know, they're in law school and they're wherever they are in that path. It's different And it should be different than maybe 5, 10, or however many years ago that people went to law school who might be listening. So let's get started with the question on everyone's mind, which is what's different about law school now? So let's start by talking about what you have seen just in the course of your three years of of law school. What, What has kind of changed? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is COVID and the pandemic. We were right there we had gone through you know a pre semester one full normal i guess law school semester and in the spring of 2020 we were in our second semester of our first year and everything shut down we had to start doing school online and you really didn't know what was going to happen and i think that law school has changed in the sense that people said oh you can't get a law school degree online or oh you can't do school or do court online. And that all had to change, right? Because we had no choice. So it changed for the better in the sense that we as a legal community became more technologically updated and stepped towards that. And especially at school, but also as students, we learned to pivot. Really, you learn to rely on yourself as a teacher, because sometimes you're just not going to get it. And sometimes it's just not going to work the way that it's set up. And you had to push past that. That is such a great lesson. And I feel like, uh, so in 2020, the Clio had the cloud conference and it was originally planned to be in person. And then it went online and they had this report about just kind of technology trends and where things were at. And they said that, and at this point that we were only, what, six, eight months into the pandemic and, you know, it's still, you know, still going. And at the time they were saying that their estimation of technology is that it had been expedited three to five years at least. So where they thought the legal industry would be in three to five years was all of a sudden today. And I even remember at the beginning of the pandemic thinking, ah, you know, not wanting to get on Zooms and not wanting to look at people like in person. And it was just this weird kind of felt strange. And now it's so normal. Like this is just how we do it. And so there's all these hurdles that we've kind of just quickly had to get over. Exactly. And I think a lot of us didn't want to do it just because we don't like change. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this pushed a lot of us to 
have to change and get used to it and then realize you kind of enjoy it and it gives you a lot more freedom and flexibility. And the legal industry is traditionally very slow to change. So they kind of needed a pandemic to make these things happen. <laughs> so what else? I mean, that's that's significant. And that's not something, hopefully, that's going to be a regular experience for you know people going through law school, hopefully, fingers crossed. So uh, I feel like that's going to be kind of unique for you guys. How else do you feel that changed just your your experience in general? And then you have a, a huge audience. I know you're talking to other law students all the time. How do you feel like overall you're hearing from other people that that has impacted not just their experience, but their thought about the legal industry and how they want to practice law? Well, I think now, especially with remote working, a lot of people are excited to join the legal field and be able to remote work and kind of have your own schedule and build your own business around that. So I think that has been something that has been a focus for a lot of people. What do you think? Yeah, and I think like being able to be remote and just kind of the shift around working, you know, you don't have to be in the office, you don't have to be next to someone literally to be collaborative as attorneys and work towards legal research goals and things like that. So I think it it just kind of solidified that for all of us too. It, you know, I, certain clinics were on Zoom even in the fall of 2020. So I know people had to do their oral, we had to do our oral arguments online. It just forced us to just be in uncomfortably weird positions and do certain things that you just never know when you might have to do again because you might have to be online or for any reason like that. I do think that the generation of lawyers who come from like the pandemic law school, yeah. you know, crowd, I think that will be very well equipped for like changes and pivoting in our careers and if something happens, like I think we've been forced to do that at this point and now it's it's yeah. expected, you know. Yeah, it's not as scary and you won't be as resistant. I think that's kind of where you see a lot of the legal industry is just kind of resisting all of that change. So now it's not it's not as hard. So what feels outdated now? Now that you're 3Ls and you've gone through this, you've gone through a massive pandemic, and also just kind of from where you were in the beginning, not even thinking about the pandemic, but what feels outdated when you look at what you were thinking about that your life would look like at the end of law school versus now? Easy. The idea that you have to go to a big law firm and that's the only way you can be successful as a lawyer and the only way you can make money and that's the the only jobs out there. That's so outdated and so not true and we've totally had to learn that for ourselves. I feel like schools still project that idea onto their students a lot and if you want jobs and you want to do other types of law or you you know maybe big law just isn't the right fit you have to go out there and look for that and I think for so long so many people growing up like it was hang your own shingle for a long time and then it would or go to big law or you know and really there's so much out there in that or category yeah I love that. So do you feel like that's a a feeling that you hold kind of uniquely or is that pretty universal that people are feeling like maybe big law is not the answer? Is that a common kind of feeling from people you talk to or or just you guys? I think it's 
um, increasingly more common. I think the pandemic really emphasized, you know, self-care and mental health and like all these important things that a lot of lawyers neglect. Especially Um, at big law firms. Yeah, at big law firms, it's known like the culture, right? And I think people now, they're like, okay, I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Like I can live, I can have a family. I can do all the things I want to do and still have a successful career and... And still be at the big firm and live my life. Right. Yeah, and it seems like nobody really wants to go through that kind of miserable life experience. They think that it's, like you said, they have to. And so um, just kind of realizing that there's an alternate option. So what is it that you guys or your colleagues or your your friends or whatever are looking at now that's kind of the, the goal if it's not that big law idea? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it's employment. I mean, I know that sounds like crazy, just like a job, right? But I think it's figuring out where you fit in the legal field. I mean, honestly, there are people out there who fit in big law. There, there are those jobs for a reason. There's a part of me aspires to work at a big law firm as well, right? Like that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just more of the idea that the ultimate goal is to go to law school, learn a trade and become employed and be contributing to society, right? So however that looks for you, I think it's being intentional. It's you know, doing your own research, putting yourself in different positions. And maybe that is going to a summer at a law firm and trying that out. But then maybe you're like, this isn't for me. And that means, you know, pivoting and being open to that. I think so many people and students in the past have been pushed to like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're lucky to have this position. Like you might not like it, but get over it. And in reality, like, no, you can go to the government job. You can go to the AG's office. You can go to a nonprofit if you want. Right. And especially if that's something where you feel like that's your calling or you feel kind of drawn to that in whatever way. And so that kind of leads to my next question, because it's not just a pandemic that we've gone through in the last couple of years. We've had these major world events and they, you know, they they impact all parts of our lives. But very specifically, I can imagine being in law school and seeing just the legal implications of everything that's that's going on with all of these world events, George Floyd, all of these kinds of things, and having that change my thought about where I want to be as a lawyer. Did that change you guys at all or anyone that you know? Or how did world events kind of change things in kind of law school or or what you heard about other people talking about in law school? I think world events like election years right like that's a great time to be in law school because you're learning all the ins and out of government and how everything works so i mean certain world events are good as a supplement right to like what you're learning and it's like oh this is like the application of the law in real life but as a law student i think i'm just more aware of things right maybe certain issues that weren't that important to me back then are now way more important to me now just because i know the law and I know like the constitutional stuff behind it like for example we've been talking a lot about like Roe v. Wade and all of the abortion stuff and like we've just learned about that last year so now now that we're fully aware of how the law works right it changes how you interpret you know the news and knowing that legal background that most people don't you know exactly 
Yeah, the closest thing I have that relates to that is when I was back in design school and I took a whole class on fonts and typography and the first, and it was this amazing teacher who had gone to art, the art center in Pasadena and she said, just so you know, on day one, you'll never look outside at the world in the same way. And I was like, seriously, this is about fonts. But I have never looked at signage or ads or magazines or anything in the same way because now all of a sudden I noticed the fonts. And it's it's little things like, you know, fonts are not quite the same as understanding the Constitution, but it is a different way of, of like seeing things in the world. <laughs> yeah, seeing the world, absolutely. Yeah, I think it definitely just makes things clearer and you just get a deeper understanding of certain topics. And it, it can just, it's nice also to be the one that in conversations you can be the educated person and really explain the law and how people have decided certain things and you know the law is a law so yeah there's room for interpretation and precedent and yeah legal implications and you know you mentioned George Floyd and I think there's been multiple 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 trials that have come since mm-hmm. that happened and since his death and I think We've been there for all of them. We've watched them. We've talked about them. We've digested them from a law student standpoint and from people who were just in criminal procedure, just in criminal law, just in constitutional law. You know, we we just took those classes. They're fresh. And we sit down and we think about it. And yeah, you know, you're exactly right. People do ask us about it and we can be the educated one. But sometimes that's also a scary thing Mm -hmm. because... So many people around you don't understand certain parts of the law and the legal implications. And it can be hard to like try to convey that to other people and tell them like, hey, like, I don't mean this in a political way or I don't mean this in a bipartisan way. I'm just trying to tell you the the law, you know. So it's definitely something that you learn about yourself in law school in these times, how to have those conversations and how to be diplomatic and keep your cool. I think that's another thing. Well, that is that is such a important part of just life in general, too. But especially once you kind of go out and become part of the the legal community and you're part of these heated conversations, whatever it is, trying to figure out how to have the conversations professionally and all that. So do you think that because this it really does feel like a unique moment in history that you guys were in law school at this time, combination of a pandemic and, you know, all the justice movement Do you feel like someone who went to law school maybe 10 or 15 years ago where, you know, it's a different world, that you had a different experience and things might might have been different for how you're ending up now versus someone 10 or 15 years ago? Well, I think 10 or 15 years ago, law school was way more inaccessible, I guess, if that's the way to put it. You know, not as many people were going to law school, not as many women were going to law school, not as many minorities were going to law school. So I think that has definitely shifted. And you can see that in law firms now, you know, what they're focusing on diversity and stuff, you know, the conversation. Yeah. And you can see also with the law evolving, right? You see through the years how firms evolve. And I don't know, the makeup of law classes, like you can see throughout the years how Mm -hmm. they've evolved. And I think simply like this 2008 was a crisis right in america people who went to law school then came out of there and they were better for it probably but as time went on i i notice that different 
as time goes on and things get better, people are different, right? They maybe their priorities change. Maybe they're not so focused on certain things or social justice, like you said, criminal justice system, these certain things. And as Americans, we have a tendency to look at the bright, shiny object and follow that instead of focusing on what needs help. And I think it kind of ebbs and flows. And as you go down into a bad valley and the pandemic and all these things, you just really realize how much change and work there really still is to be done. And you have to keep pushing forward. And even when you go up, you can't forget about those times, you know? Yeah, that's really great. I feel like it just refocuses, like you said, it refocuses those things that we've kind of lost track of because, you know, everything gets in the way. And if everything's going well, which, you know, it's it's hard to imagine a moment when, you know, things are calm and not having these. <laughs> but then you're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of click along on my average Tuesday. But then when all of this stuff starts happening, you're like, wait a second, what's the point of this career? What's the point? Why did I go to law school? And it does seem like, without putting words in your mouth, that you guys are coming out with a very focused, clear idea of, number one, how you can make change, how you react to change. And then the things that are going on in the world are pretty loud and in your face, like it's not subtle. (laughs) So, you know, kind of whatever it is that you choose to do, you know that there's a need for it and kind of where where you can go and, and be helpful and kind of focus your careers. What else do you hear from other people about, have they changed their minds as they've kind of gone through law school about maybe where they, what kind of practice area they want to focus? Did any of these events, either the pandemic or social justice thing, change people's minds? I'm not really sure. Like, I think certain people go to law school and change their mind regardless on what they want to do. And I think that in the process of going to law school, you do your internships and you learn different things that you do or don't like. But I would say that it drives people more I think maybe not necessarily our class, but people younger than us and who, because of the pandemic, decided to go to law school, it changes their outlook. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it is the reason that they went to law school. It is the reason that they continue to want to do criminal law or family law or immigration, whatever it may be, right? You know, I mean, there's a part of me that I always wanted to do criminal law and then I found myself in employment law. And I think, I mean, a part of that is because of a lot of issues I've seen and conversations I've had and things like that. But to say, you know, to pin it to that exact reason, I don't know if I could, but I think it definitely played an implication and played a factor in it. So when you would have started three years ago, and then even back up another year or so before that, when you were thinking about it and applying and kind of going through that whole process, was that around the Me Too movement? Was was that in any way impacting your, your thought process and kind of driving you towards a certain kind of work? Well, I think to go to law school, to go to law school yeah. like as, as a, a woman, woman yeah. you know, like I've always been one to want to support myself and mm-hmm. like not have, you know, not have to rely on anyone yep. and have my own career and be my own self, boss. right? Yeah, uh, my own boss. So I think that is definitely what motivated us, yeah. you know. And I would say that the Me Too movement is definitely you know, something just different. Yeah. I, I think mean, it affects people in different ways. Right. But makes you hungry. It for makes certain, you, you know, it, yeah, for us to do the work. And like, I think just in general, right, like being in law school and knowing all these things, it just makes us more passionate about yeah. certain topics. And, you know, it might not necessarily affect us directly, but yeah. we know now how to make change, like you said. And we know, like, 
we know that we're if we're lawyers, we're going to have the ability to make actual change in the Every future. Every time you work with a client, right? You know, you can make change. And I think that's important to remember that you are playing an, an, a part in these people's lives and, you know, whatever it may be, whatever, whatever type of law you you're doing, to. you know. And, and being humane about it. I think so many times it's like, I have to win, you know. And in reality, like, there's think about the situation, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's different layers and levels of, of you know, the definition of what success might be. Okay, so our big question is what's different about law school now? And we're going to come back to that full circle in talking about what your book recommendation is, because I know that that it kind of comes back around to the question. So as you know, our audience is full of tireless lawyers who don't have time to read books that aren't worth it. So what's the book that you want to recommend that is worth spending a few minutes kind of understanding? A book that we always recommend is Law School Confidential. It is definitely like the OG law school guide that gives you the nitty gritty. Granted, it is 20 years old now. So (laughs) things have changed, you know, but so is it like I'm picturing this is not a book I've read. I'm picturing the book version of Legally Blonde. So I'm guessing it might be a little more in depth than that. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically just a collection of people's stories of what you know, that they wish they would have known before they went to law school and I'm sure your audience listening to it might even relate back with some of those stories right or reading it you can also listen to it on audible so but it's one of those just books that really shows you how to be productive and successful and how people learned tried and failed and I sometimes think that we are the new law school confidential in the fact that we show you how we tried and failed and how other people have tried and failed. And and you're doing it on a podcast instead of like in an old static book that, you know, in 20 years is going to be kind of outdated. So are there any bits of advice from that book that you can think of that are that are outdated? I mean, I think genuinely that's where we both came into the Mm -hmm. idea that you had to follow these certain stepping stones to be successful after law school. You know, you make certain good grades, you go to on-campus interviews, you get that internship, you secure, they like you so much, and then you get offered a job, and then it's just easy peasy. And then life is beautiful after that. It's like a fairy tale, like nothing really happens after that. And then they live happily ever after. And it's like, wait a minute, (laughs) who's doing the laundry? (laughs) And that's the thing with a lot of, I think, law school resources, maybe before we started the podcast, like every single resource is trying to point you to go to big law. Yeah. Like every single, this is how you apply to law school so you can work in big law. Like, you know, this is This how, is the law school you should go to so, so you, you can, can work, work in big, big law. law. Yeah. So it's like, who's writing those books? Probably big law. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. this is how to kill your cold calls so you can get the summer associate position. Like, oh, that's yeah. always gross. how it's, exactly. you know. Gross. We don't and I, we just wanted to change that narrative because the legal field is so huge. There are so many opportunities, like, even if you're not an attorney, like, after law school, like, there's so many opportunities in the legal field that are just not talked about. Like, there were things that, through the podcast, we've learned, you know, by interviewing attorneys, like, stuff that we didn't even know existed. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. 
And it just makes it feel to me from an outsider who didn't go through law school, but I got an MBA and the equivalent for MBAs is to be a consultant. So to go work for a big consulting firm and that's the goal is you go to these, you know, events at night where the consulting firms are there and then you try to get your resume in there and it's like, that sounds, and and then you work like 120 hours a week and what is the point of that? Like what, how does that even, so it sounds like you guys, Aside from kind of having a different understanding of that, it gives you some relief because you don't feel like such a high pressure situation that there's only one path. So Law School Confidential, we'll link that on the the show notes and everything. But I, I love that idea that it's got good stuff in there, but it's also kind of somewhat outdated. So what people really need to do is kind of tune into podcasts that are always going to be like right up to date and kind of hear the latest and greatest of all of that. Awesome. Well, any big one takeaway that you want listeners, you know, most of our listeners have already gone through law school and they're kind of listening to you as sort of like the voice of the future. <laughs> What's a big takeaway that you might want them to to get from this episode? Ooh, okay. So if I'm talking to attorneys mm-hmm. as a law student, I would say be really open to law students like reaching out to you and respond to their emails because they're really scared to probably email you in the first place or add you on LinkedIn. There's probably a reason that they emailed you or added you on LinkedIn or whatever they did to contact yeah. you. I mean, I'm not saying like this has happened yeah. to us, right? But I know like there's people who reach out to attorneys and they just don't. hear back and that's kind of like oh we were in that situation once too right yeah yeah exactly pull people up from behind like you've kind of walked that path yourself who better than to be a resource it's your job to kind of get your own success and then all boats rise in a high tide or what is that phrase do you guys know all you know whatever it is anyway help the people behind you, pull them up from behind and and help support the people that are coming up. And you never know how those networking connections might help you build your own firm and, and whatever. But I do think that there's a lot to be said for recognizing the change in the legal industry. And this last couple years is just full of change. And so you guys are going to be such a source of of that change and a representation of what's possible kind of in the future. So, you know, you're just a great resource. So people need to be kind of paying attention to that and not sort of saying, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been saying it, like you said, the legal field is slow to change. And a lot of times when they're confronted with things that should be changed, they don't really like to listen or like to even be told that, you know, you sh- maybe you shouldn't be hiring this way or that way, you know? Or maybe you should be having meetings on Zoom. I mean, just even little things where, like, there's better ways of doing things that we should have all been paying attention to five years ago, and it wouldn't have been as scary when the when the pandemic first started. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Samantha and Haley are the hosts of the podcast Ladies Who Law School. That is a huge success. If you haven't heard it, you should check it out. They're all over all the social media. And they are also three L's and they have built this awesome community that I highly recommend listening to. And thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's so nice to chat again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. 
See you on the next one.